Question 130 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Fortitude This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues the Virtue of Fortitude, by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 130 of Presumption in Two Articles We must now consider the vices opposed to magnanimity, and in the first place those that are opposed thereto by excess. These are three, namely, presumption, ambition, and vainglory. Secondly, we shall consider pusillanimity, which is opposed to it by way of deficiency. Under the first head there are two points of inquiry. First, whether presumption is a sin. Second, whether it is opposed to magnanimity by excess. First article whether presumption is a sin. Objection 1. It seems that presumption is not a sin. For the Apostle says, Forgetting the things that are behind, I stretch forth myself to those that are before. But it seems to savor of presumption that one should tend to what is above oneself. Therefore, presumption is not a sin. Objection to further, the philosopher says in Ethics one seven, We should not listen to those who would persuade us to relish human things because we are men, or mortal things because we are mortal, but we should relish those that make us immortal. And in Metaphysics 1 he says, That man should pursue divine things as far as possible. Now divine and immortal things are seemingly far above man. Since then presumption consists essentially in tending to what is above oneself, it seems that presumption is something praiseworthy rather than a sin. Objection 3 further. The Apostle says in Second Corinthians 3.5, Not that we are sufficient to think anything of ourselves as of ourselves. If then presumption, by which one strives at that for which one is not sufficient, be a sin, it seems that man cannot lawfully even think of anything good, which is absurd. Therefore, presumption is not a sin. On the contrary, it is written in Ecclesiasticus 37.3, O wicked presumption, whence camest thou? And a gloss answers, From a creature's evil will. Now all that comes of the root of an evil will is a sin. Therefore, presumption is a sin. I answer that, since whatever is according to nature is ordered by the divine reason, which human reason ought to imitate, 
Whatever is done in accordance with human reason in opposition to the order established in general throughout natural things is vicious and sinful. Now it is established throughout all natural things that every action is commensurate with the power of the agent, nor does any natural agent strive to do what exceeds its ability. Hence, it is vicious and sinful, as being contrary to the natural order, that any one should assume to do what is above his power. And this is what is meant by presumption, as its very name shows. Wherefore, it is evident that presumption is a sin. Reply to Objection 1. A thing may be above the active power of a natural thing, and yet not above the passive power of that same thing. Thus the air is possessed of a passive power, by reason of which it can be so changed as to obtain the action and movement of fire, which surpass the active power of air. Thus, too, it would be sinful and presumptuous for a man, while in a state of imperfect virtue, to attempt the immediate accomplishment of what belongs to perfect virtue. But it is not presumptuous or sinful for a man to endeavor to advance towards a perfect virtue. In this way, the apostle stretched himself forth to the things that were before him, namely, continually advancing forward. Reply to Objection 2. Divine and immortal things surpass man according to the order of nature. Yet man is possessed of a natural power, namely the intellect, whereby he can be united to immortal and divine things. In this respect, the philosopher says that man ought to pursue immortal and divine things, not that he should do what it becomes God to do, but that he should be united to him in intellect and will. Reply to Objection 3 As the philosopher says in Ethics 3.3, What we can do by the help of others, we can do by ourselves in a sense. Hence, since we can think and do good by the help of God, this is not altogether above our ability. Hence, it is not presumptuous for a man to attempt the accomplishment of a virtuous deed, but it would be presumptuous if one were to make the attempt without confidence in God's assistance. Second article. Whether presumption is opposed to magnanimity by excess. Objection 1. It seems that presumption is not opposed to magnanimity by excess. For presumption is accounted a species of the sin against the Holy Ghost, as stated above in question 14, article 2, and in question 21, article 1. But the sin against the Holy Ghost is not opposed to magnanimity, but to charity. Neither, therefore, is presumption opposed to magnanimity. Objection to, further, it belongs to magnanimity that one should deem oneself worthy of great things. But a man is said to be presumptuous, even if he deem himself worthy of small things, if they surpass his ability. Therefore, 
presumption is not directly opposed to magnanimity. Objection 3 further. The magnanimous man looks upon external goods as little things. Now according to the philosopher in Ethics 4.3, on account of external fortune, the presumptuous disdain and wrong others because they deem external goods as something great. Therefore, presumption is opposed to magnanimity not by excess, but only by deficiency. On the contrary, the philosopher says in Ethics 2.7 and 4.3 that the vain man, that is, a vaporer or windbag, which with us denotes a presumptuous man, is opposed to the magnanimous man by excess. I answer that, as stated above in question 129, article 3, first reply. Magnanimity observes the means, not as regards the quantity of that to which it tends, but in proportion to our own ability, for it does not tend to anything greater than is becoming to us. Now the presumptuous man, as regards that to which he tends, does not exceed the magnanimous, but sometimes falls short of him. But he does exceed in proportion to his own ability, whereas the magnanimous man does not exceed his. It is in this way that presumption is opposed to magnanimity by excess. Reply to Objection 1 it is not every presumption that is accounted a sin against the Holy Ghost, but that by which one contemns the divine justice through inordinate confidence in the divine mercy. The latter kind of presumption, by reason of its matter, inasmuch to wit as it implies contempt of something divine, is opposed to charity, or rather to the gift of fear, whereby we revere God. Nevertheless, Insofar as this contempt exceeds the proportion to one's own ability, it can be opposed to magnanimity. Reply to Objection 2. Presumption, like magnanimity, seems to tend to something great. For we are not, as a rule, wont to call a man presumptuous for going beyond his powers in something small. If, however, such a man be called presumptuous, this kind of presumption is not opposed to magnanimity, but to that virtue which is about ordinary honor, as stated above in question 129, article 2. Reply to Objection 3. No one attempts what is above his ability, except in so far as he deems his ability greater than it is, in this one may err in two ways. First, only as regards quantity, as when a man thinks he has greater virtue or knowledge or the like than he has. Secondly, as regards the kind of thing, as when he thinks himself great and worthy of great things by reason of something that does not make him so, for instance by reason of riches or goods of fortune. For, as the philosopher says in Ethics 4.3, those who have these things without virtue 
neither justly deem themselves worthy of great things, nor are rightly called magnanimous. Again, the thing to which a man sometimes tends in excess of his ability is sometimes in very truth something great, simply as in the case of Peter, whose intent was to suffer for Christ, which has exceeded his power. While sometimes it is something great, not simply, but only in the opinion of fools, such as wearing costly clothes, despising and wronging others. This savors of an excess of magnanimity, not in any truth, but in people's opinion. Hence Seneca says that, Whence magnanimity exceeds its measure, it makes a man high-handed, proud, haughty, restless, and bent on excelling in all things, whether in words or in deeds, without any considerations of virtue. Thus it is evident that the presumptuous man sometimes falls short of the magnanimous in reality, although in appearance he surpasses him. End of question 130. Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.